One backlog goes down, another one pops up. That's how it is in the background security clearance process. As the wait for clearance decisions goes down, the wait for adjudications is on the rise. That's just one of the issues companies are calling out as the Defense Department tries to reform the whole process. For more, we turn to the president and CEO of the Professional Services Council, Dave Berto. And Dave, this one just seems to not be able to fix itself, does it? Well, there have been a lot of progress made, Tom, but as you note, uh, progress in one area often creates log jams in another area. Um, the main thing, and you and I have talked about this for years now, is that the backlog of security clearance background investigations, which is the part where you know investigators are checking to see whether you filled out the forms properly and whether you've done something you didn't note on your forms, et cetera, that's gone down. It was over 700,000 just April of 2018, so less than two years ago. Now it's down to around 200,000, which the people who run this system say that's kind of steady state. You'd have that many people coming in and in the system uh, normally, right? So what happened to those other 500,000? Well, they finished their background investigation and then they moved to the next phase where the adjudicators review the results, sometimes find problems, got to go back and fix the problems, get the data right, etc. but ultimately make the decision, yes, you get a clearance. No, you don't. Well, that backlog now moved into the adjudication part of the process Part of the problem is we actually made some progress as well. The administration was giving us good information about the backlog and background investigations Uh, under the president's management agenda. There's this cross-agency priority goal number 13. What a lucky number for security clearances to have. Um, And it would get quarterly updates on the backlog. There's no equivalent visibility into the backlog in adjudications, and adjudications are not centralized. DOD has a bunch of them, but a lot of other agencies have uh, adjudication facilities as well. So we don't actually know what the size of the backlog is or what progress is being made on bringing that backlog down. And you don't get a clearance until it's been adjudicated. In other words, if the whole process of getting your security clearance from end to end is one of those long balloons they make animals out of, all they did is move the bump from one end to the other. The bump is moved, right? And and we can't see the bump anymore. So we don't know how fast it's getting smaller and whether the resources are being applied to it. You know, the, it takes people to do this. It takes process improvements. It takes upgraded information systems to do that. Now, by centralizing background investigations in the Defense Department, which was done last year under the president's executive order and, and OPM's National Background Investigation Bureau transferred to DOD effective right. October 1, you've now got one group in generally in charge of almost all of the background investigations. There's no similar piece on adjudication. We did get legislation in the FY20 National Defense Authorization Act signed on December 20th that does require the administration to report on these adjudication backlogs. And and we find at PSC, Tom, that when when the executive branch has to report to Congress on something, more attention is paid to actually making those numbers get better over time. So there's hope here. That's right. And Congressman Jerry Connolly of Northern Virginia is looking into this too, isn't he? He is looking at it. First of all, he was he was the originator of the provision that, that led to the adjudication reporting in the National Defense Authorization Act, many other sponsors as well. And just yesterday out in uh, Northern Virginia at, at Fairfax City at George Mason University, uh, Congressman Connolly in his capacity as chair of the Subcommittee on Government Operations um, held a roundtable, which is not a formal hearing, but a a broad general discussion. There were a lot of industry people there uh, talking about what uh, the issues are, and uh, PSC was represented there as well. I was uh, uh, privileged to speak before the roundtable as well. We're speaking with David Berto, president and CEO of the Professional Services Council. And what about the other big piece that the NBIB, as it's now called, I love that NBIB, it's like they don't drool on themselves. 
is the uh, continuous evaluation. Is well, that coming along? Uh, this, this is one of the process improvements that I think uh, uh, the Defense Department and the intelligence community have been touting for a couple of years here. So after you've been granted a security clearance, uh, periodically the government in the past would come back and check and see whether you still deserved one. If you had a top secret clearance, this thing called the periodic reinvestigation would occur every five years. If you had a secret level clearance, it would occur every 10 years. Uh, the problem was twofold. Number one is five years is a long time. And what are you doing in between? Number two is we actually had a lot of information that we could access that would give us some sense of, of how a person would do it. Databases about law enforcement, your arrest record, your, your uh, financial records, uh, um, you know, a whole host of things that would give some indication as to whether you were sticking to the straight and narrow path that we'd want cleared individuals to do. So now with continuous evaluation, uh, the government is looking at this information on, on cleared individuals. As a result, you don't actually have to wait until your five-year, 10-year periodic reinvestigation. And in fact, the theory is don't do a periodic reinvestigation at all unless it's called for by what's revealed through the continuous evaluation. This is still evolving. Um, you know, the question of how many people do you find data that uh, requires a lot of checking? Will this increase the number of resources needed above that which was used for periodic reinvestigations? Will it decrease it? Will it be the same? We don't know the answers to those yet. But it holds a lot of promise because it would give you real-time information about where your risks are, both from a security point of view, from a counterintelligence point of view, and overall from a national point of view. But at this point, it's only partially underway as far as we can tell. It's only partially underway, and there's another initiative awaiting uh, the president's signature on a memorandum that will initiate a series of another additional reforms called Trusted Workforce 2.0, which will bring more of this into play. And our understanding is that the secondary and tertiary guidance documents are teed up and ready to go as soon as the president signs his memorandum. The problem is no one knows exactly how to predict when that's going to happen. No, and no one would dare try, I think, in the way things are running these days. And I guess the other issue in this whole background investigations is a good piece of grease that would keep everything going is reciprocity among agencies for someone who has a clearance. This has been a real problem almost from the beginning, right? A clearance in one place is not good enough to be a clearance in another place. And we really need, in order to take advantage of the agile uh, uh, systems we have today and the workforce movement that we need to have, particularly to recruit young people. You're not going to recruit somebody who can say, I'm going to get this clearance, I'm going to sit at this desk for 30 years, and then I'll retire. Right. right. So you have to have better reciprocity. It works pretty well in some agencies. It doesn't work very well in others. And here again, we don't have visibility into the actual data. We don't know how many people are hung up inside the system with a request for reciprocal recognition of a clearance, but not yet a granting of that. Because they almost never say no. They just don't say yes. And so you just sit in there in limbo for 90 days, 100 days, 200 days, 300 days. We've heard as many as, as a year and a half uh, before you get uh, a final resolution. All right. So uh, this is all then about two-thirds baked, the whole process. NBIB has been established. It's in DOD. They're starting continuous evaluation. They still have big backlogs, and we're waiting for this reciprocity somehow to resolve. So I'd give it about a 50 percent to 60 percent. There's a lot of progress in the right direction. Keep in mind, even though DOD is in charge of the whole process, DOD is only about 65 or 70 percent of the volume. The rest are spread out across the rest of the federal government and other agencies. I think there's a total of 105 separate government entities that contribute funds to the Working Capital Fund that pays for uh, these background investigations. So um, off on a good start. A lot of problems still. One of the other issues that that matters a lot to our member companies is when the government has information about 
individuals who are contractors but who are operating inside the government on a government system, on a government network, in a government facility. Sometimes those uh, those individuals are sent back to the contractors say, this guy can't work on the contract anymore, and you don't know why. And if you don't know why, then you don't know what to do with that person to make sure that if they are a risk or a threat, that you don't put them somewhere else. So this will come into play. So this is a piece of transparency you're looking for. Another piece of transparency. There are objections. It says you're violating Privacy Act if you reveal this sort of information. On the other hand, there are ways to get around that as well. So PSC will continue to work on that on behalf of our members. David Berto is president and CEO of the Professional Services Council. As always, thanks so much. Thank you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.